Okay, so hey, my friend Ravi's here. We're going to talk about uh, the episode. What's the episode we're talking about today? The, the Merv, Griffin, Merv Show. Griffin Show. Yeah, what made you want to choose this one? Yeah, so it's weird. Like, I'm not... So I'm not a big, like, TV rewatcher. I, I usually, other than The Simpsons, I tend to just watch something on its first run and then never again. And that was true for Seinfeld as well. So when we were thinking about, actually, wait, can I, I want to get into the origin story of this podcast, which is basically, I heard Sunil on a different podcast, uh, and I, Embrace Yourself. And I was like, that sounds awesome. I want to catch up with Sunil, but he won't talk on the phone with me. So maybe we can do a podcast as an excuse. <laughs> this is just like a way that I can talk yeah. to Sunil. So that was that was where this came from. Yeah. But uh, but you know, I, I always really loved Seinfeld when I watched it. And for, for whatever reason, I think I tend to be more like absurdist in my sense of humor. Um, and so this one, this the Merv Griffin show episode, just the absurdity of it really stuck with me, even though it's sort of like an aberration in the world of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. um, it's just sort of like a different kind of feel than a yeah. lot of the other ones. Uh, yeah. It just, there were moments that I remembered. So that's why I chose this one, just because it was the first one I could remember. <laughs> I love it. No, it's a great episode. It's interesting. It's wacky. Like you said, it's kind of an aberration from what they normally do. I don't even think they go into Jerry's apartment at all. Um, that is in, such a good point. In the episode. Really so point. we'll go and through they the start scenes here. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. And then they start without the stand-up, which I didn't even remember because yeah. I rewatched it, obviously, for this podcast. And I didn't oh. even remember that there was no stand-up at the beginning, which is... Yeah. I don't know. You tell me because you've been more... You've been watching a lot more Seinfeld, obviously. Like, how uncommon is that to have a show that doesn't... You know, I think in the beginning they started... There were three stand-ups. There was one in the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end. Right. And then I think right. they cut the one out in the middle and then there was it just like as the seasons went on, they needed more and more space for like plot, I guess, maybe or like yeah. story, I guess, or just jokes. Because I know in the last two seasons, like Jerry was the showrunner. And so I think oh. he had a lot more responsibility because Larry David had left the show at that point. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is a season nine episode, so it's, yeah, it's definitely last season, right? Yeah, it's definitely in that uh, vein. Season nine, none of them start with stand up, I believe, and they all start oh. with like a cold open. I think they call it, where yeah, it's just so in this case, it's let's we can just start, we just like jump yeah. into it. It's Jerry and Jerry and Kramer walking down the street, and Jerry wants his blender back from Kramer, and. Uh, Kramer, uh, somehow they're talking about Cain and Abel and how Jerry's Cain and, and Kramer's Abel yeah. or something. And they're going back and forth. And it's just stupid. It's not even really jokes. Like Kramer's talking about how they were in business together. Um, right. Drywall, maybe. And, and it turns out that basically Kramer had broken Jerry's blender by trying to make gravel. <laughs> Yeah, that reveal was pretty good. Yeah, I do like, I just like the, the way it feels to walk on. Or I just like the way good. it feels. Yeah. yeah, and then that has nothing to do with the rest of the plot, except to... I guess not, except when they find the Merv Griffin set, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they walk, they walk by the dumpster, and um, Kramer immediately automatically recognizes that it's the Merv Griffin set. He's yeah. so, like, in tune with television. I feel like that's maybe a, a character trait of his. Like he, I was wondering about that. He, it's sort of like, uh, 
you know, you were talking about previous episodes, like, oh, like, where they're like, oh, we're at the tennis club all the time, and Jerry, let me bar like, you know how there's like those, like you said, those weird hobbies that's like, how, how has this never come up before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was trying to think back, like, is 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 Kramer like a big TV guy? I think Kramer I is like a big culture guy, and like, he's supposed to be like sort of a 90s hipster, I guess. You think so? Yeah. Because he always seemed like alien, like he was just so divorced from every... That's true. Like in the beginning, he's very divorced from everything. And they even say like, you haven't left the building in 10 years, like in the beginning of the (laughs) series. (laughs) Yeah. But then like later, he's all over the place and like makes friends with everybody and like fits into every situation somehow. So he really turned into quite a, like a chameleon that, well, yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, so he immediately automatically knows it's the set. Um, he also finds Merv Griffin's cigar, which <laughs> gross. That was great. That was yeah. great. Everything about this scene grossed me out because of, corona- <laughs> because of coronavirus right now. It's just like, oh Just my like two God. people walking nearby one another. And <laughs> just everything, right? Yes. Loaning a blender to each other. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, the way he, I loved the way that just like physical comedy wise, like the way he jumped into the dumpster. Yeah. I really, it was like that. Uh, yeah, that was just a really it's nice good. Question. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then um, we move on. Um, George has a lady friend and they're driving and um, they're talking about a smoothie that George uh, may or may not have spilled in his car. And uh, um, essentially he runs into a flock of pigeons, um, <laughs> which the the girlfriend of his is very pissed off about right um they talk about the deal that humans and pigeons have um which you know that's not a thing they just that's there's you don't no think deal. so like they, that we look they, we turn the other we turn a blind eye to the pigeon yeah. defecation no, yeah I guess no, so. no and then they and then they right and then they they scatter when we're when oh we're true approach, right yeah yeah i guess that's you're in the i guess bible yeah, <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> That's my understanding. I mean, I uh, haven't read that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so everybody's got a girlfriend in this in this episode. It seems like maybe not maybe not Kramer, but George is with this woman. Um, yeah. Doesn't she look kind of like Uma Thurman or something? She kind of does, and yeah. and and Jerry's girlfriend looks very familiar to me too. I don't know if I was like I meant to look yeah. up who that actress was. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, I definitely get the Uma Thurman vibes. Yeah. So then Jerry's got his girlfriend. They're talking about Joseph Garnish. How uh, the little sprig of parsley on your plate is named after mm-hmm. uh, him. Um, also in the Bible. So they're so they're at her place, right? So they're not at his place. They're at her place. Yeah. What is her name? Celia. Celia is her name. Okay. So they're at Celia's place. Um, and Jerry happens to see her gigantic toy collection on the shelf. Um, she wants to like make out, but he's reaching over for the toys and mm-hmm. she stops him and says the toys are priceless and have never been played with. Now, so this is kind of a dark episode a little bit, right? I was thinking, you know, I didn't remember this plot when yeah. I when and it really got me, it really got the old, the old gears turning. Yeah. Um, about stuff we could talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's dark. So, it's, there's some, yeah, yeah. And I'll have to, yeah, we'll get to it, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very wacky, but then also this dark subplot with, with Jerry yeah. and this girlfriend. 
so they move on. Um, they're at Elaine's office, and we're introduced to one of the weirdest fucking characters on Seinfeld, <laughs> I think, Lou Filerman, the uh, sidler. The sidler. Yeah, the sidler. He, uh, he just shows up. He's like, you know, yeah. I'm Lou Filerman. I'm new here. Elaine wait, asks. Wait. Yeah. No, no, go on. Because Wait, so I want to ask you, like, so so why do you think he's one of the weirdest characters on Seinfeld? Yeah, well, just, what, so, well, because he's so, like, his delivery of lines is very odd. Because yeah. like, he's like, gee, Elaine, you're such a super lady. Like, he says <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Like, that's not, yeah, that's, that's, a pretty that's, good that's pretty over the top for a See, office I, employee. Yeah, no, I get that. I kind of slotted it in with all those other, like, he's a close talker, or he's, you know what I mean? All those kinds of, like, weird, like, people that they have show up that have, like, one kind of distinguishing They do, but I think they're a little more subtle, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this guy's just, like, weird all around. Like, he's got a dead tooth, he has bad breath, he (laughs) walks quietly. Very particular. (laughs) The way he delivers his lines is wacky. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. So anyway, Elaine asks uh, her other coworker Walter, uh, "What's the deal with the new guy?" And he just repeats what Lou Feilerman says. He's like, "He's Lou Feilerman. <laughs> He's new here." <laughs> right. Hey, your coffee stain looks like Castro. <laughs> that was a nice little bit. Yeah, and then yeah. well, Elaine, what Elaine says here is well, actually something I use in real life. She says, mm. "You've been an enormous help." <laughs> right. Yeah, I, that's a good one. I say that to people for real. <laughs> Dude, Julia Louis Dreyfus is a, I mean like I'm not the first person to say this but she's a fucking treasure she's you know what I mean like yeah she's amazing so 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 my wife is a big show tv show rewatcher okay. and we're actually doing a uh, 30 rock re- rewatch right now which she's seen a number of times but this is my first yeah. time rewatching it and it's fantastic and we just saw the Seinfeld vision episode but oh, also yeah. she recently rewatched Veep with me this is my first time seeing Veep Man, Julie Louis Dreyfus is so incredible. She's, She's just very so good. talented. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was just a weird. No, aside. Veep is awesome. And then, like, okay. I know that. Um, so there's, I don't know if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, but there's the Seinfeld season yet. where Larry wants to get the Seinfeld people back together to do another another season yeah. or another episode at least, like a reunion right. episode or something. But they're talking about selling the show, and Julia is on that episode talking about how she wants to be on HBO. Because on HBO, you can say fuck. And then Larry's just like, yeah, you throw in a fuck, you double, double your laughs. And it's like kind of true. Like that show yeah. has kind of, it's, it's not a clean show. No, but the very, very well-placed uh, yeah. Yeah. swears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, what, what was I going to say? So you've been an enormous help. Yeah, but I was actually going to say, because you said yeah. TV rewatcher, and I, this, yeah. is, this is actually supposed to be for the other podcast, but um, basically uh, there's a study where it was like people with high anxiety um, tend to rewatch familiar that is so interesting. TV shows because it's like you just put it on, it's comforting. It's not new material that you have to like yeah. invest yourself into and like maybe like, maybe not like, you know, like... I find that I find that with music a lot. I find okay. that when I'm anxious or even really like depressed or something, it's like, yeah. oh, time to throw in utero on or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. used to be a really important record to me in the past. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other examples. Um, I don't know, like old Radiohead or something. Nothing yeah, like, yeah, no, Apex Twin, something like that. You know? But like, it's it's a real it's a real comfort to me to like just to like 
feel a familiar thing, even even if it's still an intense thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. At least it's not challenging me to do anything. That's, right. that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I find that that's really the case for me too, because I'll rewatch, like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia a lot. I'll rewatch Seinfeld a lot. I'll rewatch Curb. I'll rewatch 30 Rock. 30, yeah. Rock's, 30 Rock is like almost, it, I won't say infinitely, but it's like almost infinitely rewatchable because it's so jam packed with like jokes. Yeah. And that's what my we, wife was saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's like so full that you can actually still notice new stuff when you're yes. watching it. Yes. Rewatching, and then it's also yeah. interesting, like, um, well, this is kind of relevant to this episode too, but <laughs> let's just bring it up now. Bill Cosby, you know. Dude, that's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Bill yeah. Cosby, date yeah. rapist extraordinaire. Yeah. Um, you know, drugs, drugged people to play right. with their toys, right? So right. this is right. a very, um, yeah. and then in 30 Rock, um, Tracy is on the, you maybe haven't seen this episode yet, or maybe I haven't re-seen it. It was yeah. so subtle to me too, until I knew about the Bill Cosby yeah. stuff later, but they were so prescient and they knew yeah. what was happening already. Cause like right. Tracy says something to about like, like I'm still mad at you about that thing you did to my aunt in 1974, Bill Cosby, <laughs> you know, something like that. Oh, wow. And it's yeah. so like right on the money. And uh, like yeah. when you watch the show in like 2010, you're like, I don't know what that's about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then when you watch it again in 2016, you're like, fuck, they knew all yes. about this. Yeah. That's like that thing where a lot of people were like joking about the Louis C.K. thing. Like I know a lot of people knew about the Cosby thing as well. Yeah. But like there were apparently like the comedy community was like, it's like the worst kept secret in comedy that this guy's this fucking monster. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. That's so, like, obviously, like, I guess it's not such a strained connection to connect this to the Cosby thing, right. you know, because, but, but I did too. And, and I, I mean, I don't know if, you know, I, I definitely wanted to ask you about this, you know, kind of how you do this, because, because one of the things when, when this was the first episode that occurred to me, it's one that I wanted to watch. I was like, I think that's a very Kramer centric episode, you know, and obviously like, you know, Michael Richards, you know, has, oh, you know, yeah. like right like yeah. and so and so like there's this line drawing that we're doing right and we're doing it like you know like i feel like i can enjoy the character of kramer and i can enjoy his work on this show almost like unreservedly yeah right like even despite what he's done but with cosby it's like this bridge like way too far it's like yes. 50,000 steps way too far for me to ever enjoy anything that he's done oh yeah you know yeah. And it's and it's so interesting that both of those things are like encapsulated in this one show because the first thing the thing about Kramer is the thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, like how do you do that? Like what do you like what's your cuz obviously this isn't just specific to Seinfeld. This is like, you know what I mean? Like this is like yeah. ubiquitous right now. We're just discovering yeah. so many awful things about so many people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Kramer thing was very public. It wasn't a yeah. He was on stage, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, it was very public. It was right there in your face. People recorded it. Um, but that was, that was the incident. That was, that was it. That was the extent of it, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like he was out there on some soapbox talking about N-word this and N-word that. It was, right. it was a singular incident that's, it's a little weird because yeah. he has those feelings in in him. Or he thinks that's some hacky, funny shit to say because he's not a good stand-up. 
Right. You know, and that's the other thing. It could be just like he sucks at stand up. He's on stage. Yeah. He's being heckled or he's he has he's lost control of the crowd, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah. 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 And he's trying to trying to rein it in. And that's what he decided to go with, which I could see that being the case, too. So and it's been a while since I've watched the actual right. incident itself. Right, right, right. Um but I should maybe revisit that and see what I feel about it really because, um, but yeah, like you said, I can disconnect that incident from Kramer, the character. And especially because it's Kramer, a character, not Michael Richards live. Yeah. Live. That's a, that's a really good distinction. Yeah. Cause like with Louis CK, like you're buying into like his persona uh-huh. as like this, like guy who tells it like it is. I mean like that yeah. really, you know, trivial. You know what I mean? Like he meant yeah. a lot to a lot of people, myself included. But yeah, I mean, I went to see him live too. It was like, yeah, great, right? Yeah. But the fact that he betrayed the message that he was telling us about himself, mm-hmm. the same way. I mean, Cosby did. You know what I mean? Like a, you know what I mean? Like again, in like a gigantic, monstrous way. way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But even Louis C.K. You know, like he talked about the dangers that women faced and all this stuff, and then for him to like endanger women, yeah, like for fun. I don't know. Is you know what I mean? So, so I, I get that. I, I see what you. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, for me, Louis C.K. is out of the question. I don't. I can't enjoy him anymore. Either, right. So. Same. Same. Uh, I know that there are people that probably can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you. I was never really a huge fan of Aziz Ansari to begin with, but me neither. I yeah. can't really. I like his character on um, Parks, and, Parks Rec. and Recreation. Yeah, and that's it. Like that's pretty much my enjoyment of um, Aziz. I, his stand-up was a little not my thing. Um, yeah, it's like his whole Randy shit and it's like <laughs> making fun of his cousin and Georgia. And, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was, my style. You know, I always felt like oddly like we're both Indian guys, so I could say this, but I always felt like if he wasn't Indian, he definitely would not have been as famous as he was. I think yeah. he just caught this weird kind of cultural current. I never thought he was a very skilled stand-up, and I don't really care for his sensibilities in general. Yeah. But the flip side of that is maybe sort of in the Michael Richards way. It was kind of like, all right, there was like this one thing that came out, this one story from an anonymous person, yeah. and it sounded awful. You know what I mean? It sounded yeah. really terrible. But then there was it's not like the al franken thing where there was like this flood of other allegations that came out it was just like this one thing Mm -hmm. and so i was willing to kind of like i was more willing to give him the benefit of the doubt but i still don't like him but if i did like (laughs) like if i liked him though then i'd be like all right i can still yeah sort of like michael richards you know what i mean like um whereas with al franken when all the like weird like butt grabbing stuff came out after like county fair after county fair for some reason that was his thing yeah at some point it was like all right man like this is like one one of these allegations is okay that's weird but like if this is like you're like a sitting u.s senator and you're like yeah just, just trying to grab like pinch girls butts like at the i don't know it was just so weird you know was so, there yeah i don't even know the whole story on that to be honest with you just like i don't know how many allegations there were how many like because i think there were people were saying it was somewhat of a smear campaign there um, were parts of it that definitely were like there was yeah. like this very like republican woman who we did like a uso tour with and yeah. she had made these like kind of spurious allegations but there were definitely other just like okay just like people yeah. who have nothing to gain from it but if all. he was a republican he would still be a senator right now oh so, yeah yeah I mean, of course. yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the i mean he was a good i think he was a good senator let's say yeah and to right. doing his doing his actual job that that other stuff is whack to be honest and like what the hell guy but i know um, yeah but he was a very funny thing, it's comic too and yeah a funny guy he's a smart funny guy and it's too too really too bad that you know he's got to have this crazy weird dark thing that you have to do to i don't know why but yeah it's, yeah it's weird it's weird man um but yeah the aziz thing i like i still watch parks and rec I'll, i like his yeah. character on there it's fine louis ck's out bill cosby's so out um yeah yeah um, there was but, this thing sorry i know we're going down a real rabbit hole it's right okay now. with this episode's kind of like we'll we'll get through it it's okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um there was this thing like, uh, like it, it kind of reminds me of the Louis, the Louis C.K. thing where, you know, when the um, Leaving Neverland documentaries came out. Oh, yeah. There was this take. I think it, I think it, I can't remember who it was, but there was this guy that's like, you can cancel Michael Jackson, but you actually, like, you can't truly cancel him in, the, in that he's left such a huge, like, kind of seismic fingerprint to use a mixed metaphor or whatever like on the culture yeah. like and and then to, to some extent like louis ck is sort of like that too like it's hard to understand like comedy in the in the aughts or whatever without seeing it through the lens of like the effect that he had on stuff and then the effect that he had on television you know you know and um yeah yeah but i can't enjoy i can't enjoy his direct output anymore but yeah. obviously i enjoy like atlanta you know and i enjoy um you know the show Atlanta. I do not know the show Atlanta. Oh, um, it's uh, Donald Glover. Oh, okay. Um, on FX, it's like this really good, like really weird show that goes on all these weird forays and stuff. And so prior to the Louis C.K., I believe that prior to that, he said Donald Glover said like this is really influenced by that, or like um, oh, okay, Girls was really influenced by by his show and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So I don't know. It's okay. just interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just struggle some with this. Like, I mean, it's easy for me to say, like, I don't enjoy his stuff anymore. I definitely don't enjoy Bill Cosby's stuff anymore. Like, No, I feel you. Yeah, the Louis, you know? but well, Louis like... show was, in fact, pretty groundbreaking, right? I mean, right. The, the, the style right. it was in, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. awesome. You know, I, I, was, I was a huge fan of that show. But, uh, yeah. And, yeah, like you said, he left a uh, seismic fingerprint as you said um <laughs> he left a size My apologies no i'm using that forever now <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah yeah but no, he it's did weird because it's like on the style of show that that spawn yeah. yeah 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 it was this very odd tour kind of like thing that like hadn't i guess hasn't been done in my life wasn't it <laughs> But wasn't he also like in the process of making like a movie when all this came out, which I was know. about like an underage girl I or some know. shit like that? <laughs> like, what are you doing? I know. Like, you know, this shit is out there about you. Like, yeah. address it or don't make a movie called I Love You, Daddy. Oh, God. You know what I that's mean? what it was called. Yes, that's what it was called. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But it's weird because it's like, you know, I don't know. I was thinking about this on Independence Day. I, I, I'm not going anywhere with this stuff, by the way. It's just me like musing about how weird this shit is. But, Wait, let's just do like, that. And then we'll just <laughs> go to, because I think the topics, that topic in this episode is actually the more important topic to me than yeah. the Merv Griffin then, thing. Because, because to me, um, I don't know if I've told you this, but media, like I'll avoid 
certain media, if I know it's going to agitate something in me that's yeah. like uh, present at that time. Like, so yeah, years ago, I knew some people that this kind of date rape thing had happened to. And oh, God. I was watching, and then yeah. Seinfeld had just come on Hulu. And I started right. watching through them and I'm like, oh yeah, this episode, I can't watch this episode. Oh, man. And Seinfeld's like yeah. my favorite show in the world. And until right. I came back out into like where I could watch it streaming, I didn't yeah. remember, I didn't remember this, this stuff. And so I was like, wow, like this shit is really impacting me yeah. in a severe way where I can't even watch this episode because it makes We're- me think of things. But I'm fine you, now. Were Every- you able to watch it this time? Yeah, everything's fine now. This was years ago, but yeah um, oh sorry man I for, mean for to, a short amount know. of time it was like oh man i can't watch this show and and anything yeah. else like that you know right that, that had anything to do with it but it specifically right. like it weirded me out that there was a seinfeld episode that i just couldn't watch you know yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah and they, i mean it's so interesting well wow man i'm sorry i mean i'm glad it wasn't a big deal i i didn't i totally forgot no that this i was, love this now you know i'm mean? just like, like all 100 percent like open and honest yeah just like this is fine <laughs> like this yeah. is, is what i like yeah yeah it's so interesting because it's like i feel like it's sort of like you know the trajectory on the wire where like okay there's did you watch the wire a little bit i don't a little actually. bit okay i'm well, bad at it but tell it to the listeners well, I mean, so basically there were like these, you know, there were these characters that were meant to be villainous, but then the audience, they tended to be like audience favorites. So they, so, so the, so uh, the creators or the runners of the show, they like progressively made the villainous people just more and more terrible to really drive home. Like okay. these are bad guys. <laughs> like just cause they're compelling, like these, this is a monster, you know? And I, I, I wondered as I was watching this, this episode of Seinfeld, if it's like, you know, uh, they they had to really lean into their awfulness. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this thing, I mean, it's just so fucked up. Like they're, they're you know what I mean? They're drugging yeah. this woman yeah. to play with toys that they're like expressly prohibited from playing with. Exactly. And they're, just, they're all doing it for different reasons. Yeah. And it's like... And there's some funny jokes about it where it's just like yeah. where Jerry's like, it's a victimless crime, but what about the woman <laughs> that you drugged? Yeah, that's actually the funny irony too, is that, you know, Michael Richards' character is the only one who has the moral compass to not want to be part of it yes. and to actually expose it. It's so yes, interesting, you know? Yes, he's on, so Jerry's on the show and he's talking yeah. about, I drugged this woman to play with her toys and so J- Kramer needs to take a break. He turns on the theme music. Yeah, he's like, you clean you it clean up. Clean it Sarah. up, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious, because yeah, That's Kramer so is taking it so seriously that yeah that the show is real first of all in kramer's head all of this matters for some reason yeah people are gonna see this that jerry's reputation is gonna get ruined <laughs> he's giving him a stern warning like you better you better clean this up man it's so wacky i i yeah. love it but it's yeah the t- subject matter is so weird but yeah. it feels good at that though i think mm. and they'll they'll take certain topics like i don't know if you remember the um what's it called the um the cigar store indian oh yeah uh, Kramer, like lane. had to have one right is that well, right or well so jerry gives elaine uh, a, a an indian just yeah. statue and there's a scene where jerry's trying to date this native american woman and mm-hmm. he's afraid to say stuff like oh yeah i got his tickets to the thing i got him on the street from a 
a guy that sells the the tickets to the sold out. Like he didn't want to say scalper, or he doesn't want to say reservation, <laughs> or he doesn't want to say. Um, Wait, he didn't want to say reservation. Is it like yeah. dinner reservation? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's That's like, so I've made the appropriate accommodations. <laughs> yeah, it's That's good so stuff. they'll they'll yeah, yeah. they'll cover a topic sort of like that in a very fun. Yeah cool way i think at least for yeah. the 90s like it was you know as far as 90s standards go pretty good yeah. you know well that's interesting because it's like okay like so so you're obviously you have so much more familiarity with this than i do but that that i feel like that that talks about a topic without talking about it or so i don't know how to, how to say it like it like you get to talk about the Native American, you know, appropriation of phrases or whatever it is, like scalper yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, but they're not actually making a point. They're not actually telling you like, oh, and this is what we've arrived at. We've like thought through the morality of the word scalper and this is where, you know what I mean? No. It's just it's, like, he just yeah. doesn't want to alienate this girl that he's into. It's only because, yeah, because he, when he brings the, the Native American statue to yeah. Elaine's, he's doing the like, he's doing a Native American, like, hey, he's making, <laughs> no, he's, he's really. doing a, like a thing. And the only reason he feels bad is because one of the, one of Elaine's friends that's there yeah. to play poker is Native American. So that's the that's only reason so he feels funny. bad. It's because yeah, yeah, yeah. someone was offended. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's kind of, yeah, it's not yeah, that yeah. cool, actually. But. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know. I mean, even just bringing stuff to the surface is, can be a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And obviously it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Comedy is, I don't know. It's, it's it evolves. Right yeah, it evolves yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, some yeah. of the stuff is just not funny anymore, and some of it is. Right. Uh, but this show just, I think it just holds a special place for me. It's, like, I think it was like the first mainstream show that was like, that I cared to tune into like, yeah, all the time. Because mm -hmm. the humor was really like hitting me, hitting me right. Right, yeah. right, right, right. right. Um, nothing else did that before, I don't think. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So like, so for me, I think, I think part of the reason, another part of the reason that I was interested in this show or that maybe that it stuck with me is that I was a big like talk show, like late night show kind of watcher when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. Like I, I watched, like, I really like my, my comedic sensibilities were really in a big way formed by like the first couple of seasons of late night with Conan O'Brien. I was going to say Conan um, O'Brien. Yeah. 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 It was just so weird. Like that's the absurdest thing like that, like kids in the hall, the Simpsons, yeah. like, yeah, all that stuff was really um, so. So I think the Merv Griffin show, like the way that Kramer plays it, mm. he just does the talk show stuff, like with that just the weirdness that he brings to it. Yeah, it's yeah, so <laughs> good. For, it was so good for me, you know. I love. I just want to mention, like, since we've like kind of gone off the rails, I don't think we're gonna yeah. go through like every scene. <laughs> but let's right. just like I'm gonna skim through it and just mention some of the fun stuff. I love when like. Jerry's sitting there and then George arrives and he shoves Jerry out of the way. And then Elaine that. arrives and he yeah. shoves both of them out of the way. <laughs> just like, just like with this feeling of like, you should know this. Like, yeah, cool. like, like, yeah, you guys are stars here. on television. <laughs> like, Don't yeah. you know you get up and move down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's using the cards, but then since there's an extra guest, He's off by one where he's like, yeah, what is it? So, uh, date, right? I heard you dated Jerry for a while. How was that? It's George. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. And then uh, they're talking about the Sidler and uh, yeah. the, the, um, 
Elaine's got the wrestling shoes and Kramer's goes only in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, just, that's what I'm talking about. Just those weird things where he says these things where it's like, that is not, a, yeah, that's just like not a real, it's like, even, even for a talk show, that would be a pretty stilted thing to say. Yeah, like, it totally but it still sort of fits. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's just so good. Yeah, I feel yeah. like maybe back in the day, like the Ed Sullivan or, or Merv Griffin, for that matter, might say only in New York. But like, <laughs> right. but like a Letterman or a Carson yeah. wouldn't, yeah. Uh, George's storyline is kind of just based around the squirrel. I think my favorite yeah. part of George's storyline with the squirrel is that his girlfriend insists that they do everything possible to save the squirrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I really loved in that is when, when the vet is like, "Do you guys want to spend some time with the with the squirrel?" and and she says, "Yes, he does." And then he goes in by himself, and just like the face that he makes and that the vet makes, like there is something really funny about that moment. And yeah. then like. You have 30 minutes or whatever. <laughs> 30 minutes with the squirrel. It reminded me of, and maybe um, you're, you're, you might not remember it, but so when George's uh, fiance dies, Susan I remember. Lost, yeah. From licking the envelopes and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah. in the episode where she's finally buried, um, they give him time with the gravestone george and the gravestone yeah and it's very similar to this squirrel scene where it's like hey susan like he basically talks to susan about sports it's just like <laughs> so so the yankees are doing well that this was season. so dark i remember yeah. thinking i remember feeling like wow yeah <laughs> like again like they've really proved the point that these are bad people yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or not good people, I guess. Not good. Know? They're bad people, yeah. but I love them still. You love them, yeah. though, still. Right. It's interesting. Right, right, it's right, so, right. it's such a weird show in that you, yeah. you still like them. Right, it's, right, right, yeah. right. Do you yeah. find that with Sonny as well? Yeah. Like, I do. The same, like, are they, are they as bad? Like, obviously, Dennis with the whole, like, whatever Dennis method or whatever. Dennis I can't remember, is like, insane. Yeah. Dennis <laughs> yeah. needs to be in prison, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's like a bad guy. Yeah, you know, like still likable, but like a very bad person. But I feel like with like Mac and like maybe even especially Charlie. Well, I don't Charlie know. Charlie is like pretty innocent, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's more gray, right? Yeah, like I feel like Charlie, even though he's stalking the waitress, like he doesn't see it as stalking. He sees it as like some sort of like crazy romantic <laughs> gesture. Yeah, that's right, like right, right. Amazing. I just like. Yeah. He's too naive to be like <laughs> that bad. I feel. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. And similar to Kramer on the show, actually, like in general, he's a little right. too like wacky and naive to be like seen as like mean. He doesn't really do any of the really bad like sociopathic stuff. I feel like the other ones do, right? Yeah, I don't think he Is does. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair no. to say, I would think. Mm. Yeah, and, and then Elaine also maybe not as much. Of course, George is the most. You see the worst. Yeah. Yeah, he's meant to be Larry David, and I guess right. direct, like very directly. So um, that's the psyche that I get into. I'm, I, yeah. I, I find a lot of <laughs> a lot of interest in the the psychology of Larry David. <laughs> Basically, it ends with uh, everybody over at Celia's, even Lou Filerman, because yeah. um, the only yeah. gum he ever liked came in the Mickey Mouse gumball machine, and they right. stopped making that twenty years ago. Wait, wait, can we back up, like, just one, yeah. one quick thing? Yeah. So that scene, one thing that's always stuck with me, too, <clears throat> is, like, when um, 
so they're on the Merv Griffin show set. And I, I forgot about this one thing, this one moment where Grant, where we're like, there's that reveal that, that Celia is there. Oh and yeah. Kramer's like Grimmer's like new format. And he's like, you know, just what, you know, it's like more like, I guess in the mold of like Jerry Springer or whatever, yes, yeah. that sort of thing, which is great. Yeah. But then, um, but then, you know, George comes by with the squirrel and then the, the Eagle or whatever is flying towards it. And then they show everybody's face, everybody's yeah. faces in horror. But then you see Newman just like smiling, just like the most, like he's, he's just having the most like delicious kind of moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that, that little shot of Newman, for some reason, that really stuck with me as well. Interesting. Just, I'm gonna just have in to... contrast to the other, the yeah. horror that everybody else was feeling. Yeah. You know? Just his, like, Did, was Kramer into it or was just was it just Newman? That <laughs> was like I think it was just Newman. Okay. I'm yeah, because it's it's the new yeah. format. Yeah, scandals and animals. <laughs> and, uh, right. That's right. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. Um and then they got the animal guy there who's a real animal guy. He, yeah, uh, that guy's he's a legit guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's legit. His one his couple lines are like, where are the, ca- where are the cameras? <laughs> yeah. And then, no, you idiot, hawks eat squirrels. <laughs> and no, then you see that whole thing that happens there. Yeah, it's a hawk. It's fine. I mean, how, you, how dare you accuse the, <laughs> the, the, the hawk bald eagle, eagle. Yeah, of, <laughs> of such. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, that Jim, Jim Fowler was the animal guy. He yeah. was the host of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Wow. I never Mutual saw that show. Omaha? Yeah, I guess when it started. You know how TV shows always had like a oh, sponsor yeah. right like in the sponsor. title? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where it was like, you know, uh, Palm Olives, uh, <laughs> press your luck. or you know. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty good show, man. Yeah. <laughs> Palm <laughs> Olives knows how to do TV. Yeah. <laughs> if you're talking TV, you we know We know up. two things. We know yeah. two things. We know dish soap. We know Tiwi. Yeah, we know Tiwi. Tiwi, Tiwi, baby. You know how to say it. That's how we pronounce it, Tiwi. <laughs> All right, man. Um, this is a great chat about this episode. I'm glad yeah. that it took a different direction rather than just the um, straightforward scene, yeah. scene thing. Because some of these, it's tough with some of these later episodes because the scenes change so quickly. This one had 30 yeah. scenes. That's a yeah. lot, right? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot for a, for a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, so, yeah. I don't well, think, I think, I think we covered it. Yeah, right? I mean, like, there was some the stuff episode. in there. There's the tic Wait, so wait. Do you, where, like, so as I was rewatching this, yeah. I was sort of thinking, like, not only is this an aberration, mm. but also, this may not be, like, the best episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> What you, <laughs> like, no, it's not. But it's not, but I mean, you know, there's obviously they're not gonna all be winners. But but I mean, it's like I would I I I wonder where it ranks for you, like in the yeah. you know what I mean in the larger like pantheon of like like is it like a like a three out of ten or a seven out of ten or you know what I mean? Like I think it's a seven out of ten. I seven mean, out of ten. Yeah, as and as far as the later seasons go, it's like pretty memorable. I think. And I do like it when they do stuff like that. Like I like the Chinese restaurant episode. Hello? Where, yeah, no, I think that as far as the later episodes go, like it's really, really memorable. And then I like it yeah. when they um, do something strange. That's like a kind of a treat for 
yeah. the regular watchers essentially like because it's so different it's like yeah. a tree, it's like kind of sort of like a off. simpsons halloween episode or yeah something. yeah and yeah. i really like like the chinese restaurant episode of seinfeld where it all takes place in the chinese restaurant they're yeah, just, they're just waiting for a table, essentially. Right, 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 right. Um, there's another one, the movie, where it all just revolves around all four of the characters, like just barely missing each other. Like oh, it would have just, it would have all been solved with like a cell phone if they all had cell phones. But like <laughs> they're supposed to meet each other for a movie, and then one of them goes to find look for somebody else, and then the other one arrives. Oh yeah, that's so. It's a lot of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but a lot of moving pieces, and it works really well. Like it's kind of a treat to watch yeah um yeah i like that shit so this is up there it's like a real memorable episode and and, yeah 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 Yeah. i'm glad we talked about it yeah Yeah. me too you're actually a good person to uh to talk about the uh (laughs) you know the more the more psychological (laughs) aspects of of this kind of shit well yeah good yeah sweet yeah you too man yeah i really enjoyed this conversation cool cool. i i hope we uh do more podcasts so sure, we, can no, hang out with you. Yeah. we can definitely just talk again too that's fine uh, i'll just be over here waiting yeah just, just with just I'm gonna, do you remember do you remember back in the future when the mom had a hope chest i you know i don't remember anything you don't remember no. i don't know okay yeah you don't remember yeah i don't know i saw that movie probably like more times than I've hung out with like the closest person in my life I've seen Back to the Future. Like that was one thing I really rewatched. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but I, I rewatched a bunch. Yeah. But, um, but there was like this mention of a hope chest. Anyway, so okay. I'm gonna write down a little, I'm gonna write on a piece of paper. I hope I get to talk to Sunil more often and I'm gonna put it on my imaginary hope chest. Okay, well, that's so sweet of you, Ravi. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, it was really good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you too, man. All right, talk to you soon.